2: All right, let's find out what all this Symbiogenesis stuff is all about. The oh, motherfucker! For November 4th, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. <laughs> hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, modders have found more evidence of incoming Elden Ring DLC and Hideo Kojima addresses internet rumors on his podcast. Last Tuesday, I reported on Square Enix trademarking the word Symbiogenesis, and sadly, it was presumptuous of me to think Square Enix was working on a new Parasite Eve game. Square Enix tweeted out yesterday morning, quote, NFT collectible art project Symbiogenesis. Untangle the story. Spring 2023. With a stupid 30-second video that just repeats what Square Enix tweeted with a title card for Symbiogenesis. Square Enix, a Tempted to explain what the fuck Symbiogenesis is in a press release saying, quote, The art can be used for social media profile pictures and as a character in a story that takes place in an alternate world where the player can untangle a mystery by completing missions that revolve around questions of the monopolization and distribution of resources. Which is probably the most unhinged and convoluted blockchain game idea I've ever heard of. That's Square Enix for you. And this is what Square Enix, by the way, sold their Western studios for. Like this. This idea. They thought this was the future and not, you know, IDOS. Overall, I'm just disappointed at Square Enix at this point. While Final Fantasy 14 and 16 look to be in good places, the rest of the company is just being driven into a weird crypto bro venture. Another Elden Ring data miner, Sekiro Duby, has discovered more evidence of incoming DLC in patch 1.07 of Elden Ring. Though it seems the Elden Ring DLC is more PvP related than I was hoping for, with Sekiro Duby finding four new text banners that read, You win, you lose, draw, and begin match, which highly suggests that the locked Coliseums are probably going to unlock with this upcoming DLC. However, there might be some hope for some PvE content. Sekiro Doobie tweeted out, quote, So in the section where boss flags are declared, they left out room for 30 flags for DLC purposes. I'm not saying the DLCs are going to add 30 new bosses, but they made room for as many of those. Soft rarely does more than 10 new bosses for each DLC, but who knows, maybe that means that we could expect as many as three DLCs out of Elden Ring. But you know what? I wouldn't go getting your hopes up. Yesterday, Hideo Kojima dropped the 10th episode of his podcast, Hideo Kojima Presents Brain Structure, which featured the Game Awards' Jeff Keighley. Kojima and Keely had a really interesting conversation about the, quote, truths behind the internet rumors. These internet rumors are stories that I've covered here on Let's Play over the last year, such as the debunked rumor that Blue Box Game Studios was a fake studio created by Hideo Kojima. When I first covered the story in 2021, Blue Box Games was suffering from death threats from rabid Kojima fans. I also covered Blue Box Games earlier this year after they had to address that their game Abandon was not canceled, and again highlighted the ongoing harassment Blue Box Games has been going through. I bring all this up because in the 10th episode of Brain Structure, Kojima talks a lot about how gaming journalists report on rumors, notably how gaming journalists nowadays take rumors and report on them before trying to verify if the rumor is true and how prevalent clickbaiting headlines skew the perception of that rumor. It's an interesting and true commentary on games media, and make no mistake, Kojima is correct but that's mainly due to a lot of media companies offering journalists $35 an article just to churn out nonstop content. But on the other hand, video game companies are not investing in robust communication departments that will meaningfully address rumors beyond trying to kill them. Look, gaming companies have a very weird gatekeeping that they do to journalists, where if you're not from IGN or Kotaku or one of the traditional media companies that started covering gaming, like Bloomberg or Forbes, they just won't return your calls. Kojima and Keely's conversation continues to go over more examples of rumors Kojima has faced, like the rumor that Kojima Productions was being bought by Sony, or the most recent rumor of a deal with Google Stadia breaking down, which, for the record, both are false. With that being said, I would encourage you all to listen to Hideo Kojima Presents Brain Structure, Episode 10. A link will be in today's show description. All right, it's Friday, and we'll get to the Friday replay here in just a moment. But first, we like to read podcast reviews on Friday, and this one comes to us from Apple Podcasts. From Kyle, leaving a five-star review, who says the TLDR is its concise and informative. One year in, time for an updated review. Everything you want out of a morning news show that lasers in on the topic of gaming typically lasers in on the top three stories of the day with a pinch of analysis from Nate for flavor. The addition of a rundown on Friday of the top story of each day of the week is a lovely touch as well, though I wonder if that might serve better as a weekend edition episode. Thank you so much for the suggestion, Kylie but here's the thing. I don't work on the weekends, but you know what? Be like Kylie and leave us a review. And in fact, let us know, would you want to see a weekend edition of the show instead of the Friday replay? Let us know by leaving us a review at Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, or CastBox. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday replay. Netflix over the weekend confirmed that The Witcher series is getting a fourth season and that Henry Cavill would not be reprising his role as Geralt. It's unconfirmed why Cavill is leaving The Witcher series, but many have speculated that the new DC Universe movies making a huge comeback with James Gunn at the helm might be the reason. That smart money would be on that being the reason. Earlier this year, Cavill had to take a break from shooting The Witcher Season 3 to make a cameo as Superman in the recently released Black Adam movie. Cavill commented on this departure, saying, quote, In my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle of the White Wolf. As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying Geralt and enthusiasm to see Liam's take on this most fascinating and nuanced of men. Liam, good sir, this character has such a wonderful depth to him. Enjoy diving in and seeing what you can find. So, instead of Superman playing Geralt, we'll now have Thor's younger brother taking up the reins. While it seems like Cavill's departure from the Witcher series is ending amicably, it is interesting to see someone so driven like Cavill to get the Geralt part give it up after just three seasons. One of gaming's most popular Twitter sources, Nibble, has thrown in the towel. In the last couple of months, Nibble started a Patreon to subsidize their work on Twitter, but it doesn't seem their following could support them. Nibble said in a Patreon post, quote, "...I have miscalculated the value of my Twitter activity and realized that it is nothing worth supporting by itself for the vast majority of people. It is not me who is popular, but it's the work that is useful. It is not valuable by itself, but a comfortable time saver, and I get that now." I was unable to create a reliable revenue stream, but I'm still happy I gave it a shot. And I want to thank everyone on here who gave me a shot as well. I'll look into refunds for recent payments, and have already deactivated the billing, and will likely close this page this week. Nibble also referenced Elon Musk buying Twitter as the reason for their departure as well, saying, quote, "...I don't think that Twitter has yet experienced good leadership, and this trend will not change with Musk either. I do not trust the platform, I do not trust Musk in his seemingly infinite immaturity. I do not think that Twitter will fall apart instantly and that it could die a slow death. So why waste more time?" While I understand leaving Twitter, hell, I want to do that myself, the sad reality is that Twitter and Facebook are the two main text-based forums in the current era of the internet. So to stay relevant and up-to-date on gaming news, Twitter is an unfortunate and necessary tool, until the next social media platform pops up and replaces Twitter, hopefully in the near future. Sony recently published their 2022 quarter two financial report, and it looks like everything but PlayStation 5 sales are down in the second quarter for Sony. In Q2, Sony's game and network services reported $4.88 billion in revenue, a 12% increase in revenue compared to the same time last year. Sony attributes this bump in revenue to the price hike of the PlayStation 5. While revenue is up, it looks like Sony's game and network services saw a 49% decrease in profits year-over-year, year, only making $284.6 million for the second quarter. Sony said this decline in profits was due to increased game development and acquisition costs, as well as foreign exchange rates skewing the cost of development in their Western studios. While the game and network service side of Sony isn't faring to well, profits for Sony as a whole increased 8% in the second quarter, profiting $2.32 billion from music, TV, and monitor sales. Sony's financial report also detailed some information on the PlayStation subscription service. PlayStation Plus has 45.4 million users, which is down from last year's 47.3 million. However, PlayStation Plus has seen a 10% increase in revenue, meaning despite the 2 million dropped subscribers, the new tiered system for PlayStation Plus is generating more revenue. We also got a look at PlayStation's monthly active users which is hovering around $102 a month for quarter two, which is down compared to last year's 104 million users. Overall, it's pretty unsurprising that Sony is losing profits this quarter. Sony hasn't had any strong first-party titles, which should change going into this holiday season with God of War Ragnarok launching a week from today. As soon as union ballots were sent out, Activision Blizzard filed yet another motion to attempt to stop the quality assurance testers at Blizzard Albany from unionizing. This time around, Activision Blizzard has filed an appeal and a motion to impound the union ballots. Activision argues that counting the union ballots should be postponed till their appeal has been heard. The appeal argues that the National Labor Relations Board's ruling on Blizzard Albany lacks precedent, saying, quote, no NLRB decision addresses the appropriate appropriate scope of a bargaining unit in a video game studio, which is the basis for Activision Blizzard's entire union-busting scheme, which Activision Blizzard again reiterated with a spokesperson rehashing the same f***ing argument that they've been using for months now. Activision Blizzard is trying to force the whole studio of 107 employees to unionize instead of the 18 QA testers, which would dilute the voting pool and potentially sink the unionization effort. Communication Workers of America Secretary Treasurer Sarah Steffens commented on Activision's latest union-busting round saying, quote, "...instead of staying neutral, Activision's management continues to present the same failing arguments in a desperate attempt to interfere with workers' legal rights to make their own decisions about forming a union and negotiating a collective bargaining agreement. It's clear the company's executives feel threatened by workers organizing in New York, Wisconsin, and across the country." We are confident in the NLRB's response to these frivolous requests and will continue to push for Activision Blizzard employees' rights to organize without delay." At the end of the day, it's pretty obvious that Activision Blizzard is grasping at straws right now. And even if it seems like their backs are against the ropes, that appeal could spell disaster for the QA testers of Blizzard Albany. But I want you to ask yourself. Why is the video game industry fighting so hard against unions? Who exactly do unions hurt? Why can't one of the largest and most profitable media industries in the United States afford to pay their workers a living wage? And think about that really hard before you buy that copy of Modern Warfare or Overwatch 2. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back tomorrow for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, or CastBox. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening.